This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on The Bet. BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. BetQL tells you which side professional bettors are picking, provides real-time line movement and historical betting results. Get started today. BetQL.com also available on the Apple App Store and Google Play. Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker here on The Bet. This is BetQL Daily. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. And Ross, let's go out to Las Vegas to check in with our buddy Jeff Davis from Circus Sports. He's on Twitter at underscore underscore junkyard and uh jeff gotta take a bow over the radio man the last time we spoke with you we asked about the golf at at the sony open and uh you gave us a winner you only talked about one golfer a lot of times looking at a tournament people will throw out five six names and hope uh one of their darts ends up hitting uh you talked about one name it was kevin na and uh you hit him at 60 to one how was that sweat oh man that was uh (laughs) That was agony. He kind of was going the wrong way early in the round, and believe it or not, actually was disgusted and stopped watching. Uh, Early, well, late in the front nine, and then uh, I got in the car to go home, and I think they were playing like 14 or 15. I was like, ah, put this on the radio. And uh, no, it it was good, and, uh, you know, sometimes we get lucky. Well, Jeff, it wasn't luck. That's the only guy you mentioned. That was awesome. Uh, did did the sports book get lucky over the weekend? How did you guys do on the conference championship games? It was a good weekend for us. Everyone that came to the window, the public style money was all on Green Bay. They couldn't get enough. Uh, there was no price that was really going to stop them. And it, you know, even though there there was tons of handle on Chiefs Bills, and we did lose a bit to Chiefs Bills. It, that game, the, the Green Bay-Tampa game made, it was the whole day. Uh, whether or not, if, if Green Bay won handily, there, we weren't going to be able to win for the day. And if what happened happened, uh, we weren't going to be able to lose for the day. So it was a good result for the house. But more encouraging through all this, you know, the times that we're going through now and, you know, maybe the tourism is down a bit. Uh, the handle was incredible and the interest was incredible. Uh, which really uh, gives us some positive outlook going into the Super Bowl. Well, wh- yeah, which side do you think you're going to be rooting for? Uh, we'll get into the props and the process with all of that, but I- I've heard so many uh, various bookmakers out in Vegas uh, talk about how Tampa's the bad result for us. We don't want the Bucks to win the Super Bowl, but I'd assume over the next couple of weeks you're going to see plenty of Chiefs money. Well, I my guess is a lot of the reason why other books don't want Tampa to win the Super Bowl is all of the a lot of places took a ton of Tampa Bay Super Bowl future money 
leading up to them signing Brady. And I think there's a lot of built-in liability there. We didn't get as much of that as some of the other places would be my guess. We've also taken a lot of money on some other teams along the way. So, you know, we're actually in good shape. But I think this is going to be a very evenly bet Super Bowl. Most Super Bowls, it's kind of obvious who you're going to need. But this one, not so much. We watched the Chiefs, you know, buzzsaw through the playoffs and win the Super Bowl last year. And this team is an offensive monster. And people don't like to bet against the Chiefs. But then you look on the other side and you see Tom Brady, the winner of how many ever Super Bowls he's won and definitely on a team good enough to win another one. There's going to be a lot of people on the Bucks as well. My guess now, I know it's, what, 12 days away, and the amount of handle that will come in between now and then will be enormous. I would assume if somehow Kansas City wins by one or two, that will be the dream result because people betting the Bucks are going to be betting the Bucks on the money line. Oh, you can give me Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl plus $1.40, plus $1.45 or whatever it is now. And people that bet in Kansas City are going to be laying laying the three in juice or the three and a half even. So yeah, that I think that small window will be the best for the bookmakers. Jeff, where has the money come in so far, and where do you think the line ends up? I think the line now is probably going to stay what it is for a long time. We've seen action on Kansas City minus three. We've seen action on Tampa Bay plus three and a half. So we've kind of, we've decided along with many other places, it seems like, as I look at the screen here, minus three, minus a little extra juice or minus three and a half with Tampa laying 15 or 20 cents. It's going to be somewhere in that like minus three and a quarter range, if you will. If it gets to minus three, it's going to get, Kansas City's going to get bet and people are going to bet Tampa plus three and a half minus a dollar 10 as well. I think the line is kind of right where it is and barring any kind of crazy COVID situation that might come up in the next couple of weeks. I don't think we're going to see much movement from here on out. This is BetQL daily on the bet. Our guest is Jeff Davis bookmaker over at circus sports in Las Vegas. And uh, uh, Jeff, I, I loved to see this uh, posted last night from Circa. Uh, you have to be innovative. Always something new. Get people talking. What, what's going to get them to bet with you? And the, the tweet that I see is something we've all done. That's what I, I really like what you guys are doing, whether it was with the Survivor or now with the Squares. You guys posted odds like pick any combination of numbers you want for the first quarter second quarter third quarter and fourth quarter and you can bet on it and the odds change from quarter to quarter yeah i mean we've all everyone has you know seen that pool at their local bar or with their friends where everybody throws in a 10 a 20 a 100 whatever it is and you draw numbers and the that number is to be the last number of your team's score and it usually pays out first quarter second quarter third quarter final score and we're doing that but instead of random draw we're offering wagers on every single all 100 squares for each of the four scoring points end of the first quarter end of the half end of the third quarter uh, final score and we apply odds to all of them and yeah it's uh I wasn't with the company at this time last year, but supposedly it was a huge hit. They did it last year. We put it up last night. We're already taking bets. It's going to be 
a handle hog, if you will. People love it. And, you know, what? A, it's a new way to, for people to be able to take long shots, 100 to 1, 200 to 1. Some of them we have at 10,000 to 1, like, you know, first quarter 5 and 5, for example. Nearly impossible. Uh, you know, take your shot at 10,000 to 1. Jeff, uh, I know you're a big hockey guy. I, I want to get your thoughts on just biggest takeaways from the NHL season so far. Well, there's a lot going on, and there's some, you know, what might be surprises to some. There's a couple that leap off at the page at me. One is Vancouver. They made a nice playoff run last year, uh, took Vegas to seven games, when really Vegas skated them off the ice pretty much every game in the series, and Vancouver was saved by Thatcher Demko and goal, uh, who had the run of his life. Now they come back this year. They have, you know, five or six really, really top-notch players, and then every other skater on the ice is, you know, mediocre to bad. Their goaltending is okay. No one could have possibly expected Demko to do what he did in the playoffs last year through the regular season. I was kind of lower than most on them, and I've actually downgraded them quite a bit from the start of the season. They can't keep the puck out of their own net. Just so many chances against, and hockey being such a team game and you know forwards only being able to play 40, 50 seconds at a time, depth is so important in this sport and they just don't have any depth. Uh, Vancouver is going the wrong way fast. Yeah, they put up a touchdown against Ottawa last night, but it was Ottawa. Uh, Vancouver is is not good, and I would be very surprised to see them make the playoffs again uh, this year. Uh, another one in the other direction, more as I expected, Montreal looks incredible. Uh, 18 guys that can play. Uh, they run four lines. They don't stop skating. It's one of the fastest teams in hockey. Uh, Josh Anderson looks like the Josh Anderson of old when he came up with Columbus. Everybody thought he was going to be a star, and and he's really, you know, kind of blossoming right now. Uh, Nick Suzuki, a young kid they got from Vegas in the Pacioretty trade, uh, he's really, really taking a step forward. Uh, this team's going to be dangerous. Uh, they're, I think they're as good as Toronto and can clearly win the division. I believe I suggested to your listeners two weeks ago that if you could find 30 or 35 to one out there, grab it. Uh, hopefully everyone did because, you know, they're probably more in the 15 range now. Yes, you did, Jeff. Uh, any teams that you think there's some value? They're they're off to a slow start. People aren't buying, but you still believe that they can get it together. Now, they're in a tough division. So making the playoffs may be difficult, but I feel like the New York Rangers have had a kind of an unfortunate run of results to this point. They're in last place. They've only got three points from five games, but I've actually upgraded them from where I had them before the season starts. They've lost, they just lost their last two games to Pittsburgh to where they were probably the better team on the ice in both games. Now, some of the teams ahead of them, like the Flyers, the Flyers are another team that made the bubble last year, clearly one of the, the better teams in the East, at least as record goes, but really don't have a, a top-notch elite scorer. And when you run up against a team that plays good defense or has good goaltending, it's really tough. And that showed up last year. They happened to beat Montreal in that series, but only because Carter Hart was – otherworldly in goal 
And now this year they get Couturier hurt, and they're really struggling. Yeah, their record says they're, you know, they have seven points or six games, but they just got kind of run out by Boston the last two nights, and I'm just not sure they're good. The Rangers can pass them. The Devils are up there right now. They don't expect to stay there. The Caps have some COVID issues. So I think there's room for improvement and able to go up the standings for the Rangers. You know, maybe you find a book that's overreacted to a couple of unlucky early results and you can find, you know, 40, 50 to one. Maybe it's worth a stab. I I just think that that team is far better than the results that, they've received to this point jeff what about the colorado avalanche i kind of like the avalanche tonight a little bit we do lightning bets at the end of every show i think colorado is one of the best teams in nhl san jose not so much san jose's coming off six straight road games colorado coming off a loss what do you think about the abs in general and in, in particular tonight against san jose well, since you asked about tonight, I actually laid minus 210 when the game opened yesterday. Uh, have this game closer to 245. Colorado, I still have as the best team in the league. They've had, again, like the Rangers, they've had some little bit of unfortunate results. They lost to Anaheim a few nights ago where they were far and away the best team. They hit, I want to say, three or four posts in the first period really unlucky, and then Gibson carried Anaheim the rest of the way. I think this Colorado team is very, very good, and they haven't necessarily hit their stride yet. Uh, San Jose has so many holes. The goaltending is not good. The defense is not good. And like Vancouver, they have four or five, six really good players and essentially nothing else. And those four or five or six players can't play 40 minutes. So, Colorado is as deep as they come. I could only have Colorado tonight. I, I like your thinking there, Ross. Uh, I would definitely bet – I did definitely bet Colorado tonight. There you go. Uh, with Jeff Davis on the Bet Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker here. Um, uh, Jeff, I'm sure you are a big fan of the uh, NHL scheduling. You get one game last night, and what do you have, 13 to deal with tonight? Anything else that you find appealing? Yeah, you know, since you brought up the scheduling and, you know, <laughs> me and a few others – we talk about it all the time. It's just really frustrating because there are a lot of good hockey games on tonight, and I don't have nine TVs in my house to watch them all at the same time. And it's just frustrating knowing that, you know, Penguins, Brewers, Brewers, Bruins, Oilers, Jets, Maple Leafs, Flames, Blues, Golden Knights, they're all going to be going on at the same time. And they didn't even have the decency to make some of the four o'clock games four thirty, so maybe you can flip it over at intermission and watch watch some of that the you know, the four thirty start or the six thirty start. So what's going to end up happening is at six o'clock when the six o'clock games start, the four o'clock will be starting the third period and the five o'clock will be starting the second period. And it's just it's so frustrating. But hey, <laughs> that's what they do. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, everyone plays. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, very few people play. And I I don't get it. I'm never going to get it. And it is what it is. But we have a big board tonight, Joe. And this is a betting show. So let's find some bets. Uh, Another bet I made, uh, bet Rangers, even money. It opened last night. We talked about the Rangers a few minutes ago. I just think this team is better than the results they've shown. Uh, Buffalo, Buffalo shown some flashes. They have Taylor Hall. They have Jack Eichel. 
They have a few big-name players, uh, some questions in goal. Uh, I would bet this game up to minus 110. I have it closer to minus 120. Uh, the Rangers look to be a play tonight. Another one, the number's kind of gone. I think if you can find under six, minus 20 or better, or if you can take plus money under five and a half. Je- uh, Jeff, Vegas St- St- Jeff, stay right there. Uh, let's pick up on tonight's cards. There are so many games. Also hit on some golf next. BetQL Daily. Keep it locked into the bet with Jeff Davis. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. On the clock here in the third period. Coppola had a great chance there, and he was going to shoot it, but unfortunately the puck just rolled out. Here comes Suter, already has two. He shoots, he scores! A hat trick for Bue Suter, his first three. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the bet. Suter with the hat trick last night. This is BetQL Daily on the back on the bet. Uh, Jeff Davis uh, with us at underscore underscore junkyard. He's a bookmaker at Circus Sports. Jeff, we started talking about tonight's card, and it was so lengthy. We're the network now. Sorry, we had to cut you off there. But uh, just for our Listeners and viewers, you like the Rangers as a play? We were going over that. And then you also uh, hit on Buffalo. Anything else top of mind for this evening? Yeah, we, we're talking about Vegas and the Blues. If you can find under six minus 20 or better, or under five and a half taking, I would say, plus 05 or better, it, Vegas-St. Louis looks like as much of an under game as there is. St. Louis is I don't know if anybody's watching the blues games this year, but they're almost to the point of unwatchable as as far as how they've played. They're second in the NHL in uh, fewest high, high danger chances allowed. And they've taken the second fewest high danger chances. Uh, they play a very stale trappy style uh, in Vegas. Vegas can really skate and they're really a puck possession team. Uh, you're looking at two teams with good goaltending that play solid systems. There are also two teams whose power plays really, really struggling right now. Uh, St. Louis, I believe is one for 33 on the power play to this point. Asking for this game to have seven goals seems a bit of a stretch. Yeah, man, Jeff, that, that sounds like it based on how you described it for sure. Uh, Before we finish up, uh, with some of the Super Bowl prop stuff, I did want to get your thoughts on the PGA Tour betting market overall. 
um, and the keys to, in your mind, being able to make that big hit you had here on the show a couple of weeks ago? Well, looking at it this week, this is a, a course, there's always a few every year that course form really stands up and really matters. John Rahm won here, I want to say it was four years ago now, and he's the only time somebody who's never played this course has won. It, it's always somebody who's had some experience and had some success here. There's a lot of uh, multiple winners. Uh, Jason Day has won twice here. Snedeker has won twice here. I believe Tiger has won three or four times here. So people who play well here tend to play well consistently, and people who don't, don't. Like you take a look at a guy like Xander Schauffele, who's one of the best golfers in the world. He's played here five times. He's missed the cut four. Now, I'm not saying he's not good enough to go out and win, but it's something you need to keep in mind when looking down the board. I think while obviously it wouldn't be shocking if Rom or Rory won this week, Rom's still breaking in new equipment. It'll only be his second start with new clubs. Uh, Rory had the lead after three rounds in Dubai last week, kind of gagged it pretty hard on Sunday, and now he flies in from Dubai. He's only played here twice, granted, both top fives, but you can kind of spin the case that, you know, maybe taking single digits on one of these guys, you can look in another direction. You go down the board a bit further, you see Tony Finau, who in good form loves putting on the Poeana greens, three top sixes and six starts here, but he has an absolute refusal to finish first in a golf tournament. Uh, it never ends. Uh, he played in the final group last week, birdied the first two holes, had a two-shot lead, and I believe he missed two putts inside of four feet, hit a ball in the water, and, you know, more the same for Finau. But he's a guy I would look to if you have access to, to top 10s or top 20-type markets. He figures to be in contention come the weekend. Uh, also another guy to look uh, look at in matchups. Uh, I went further down the board this week, Billy Horschel, uh, 60 to one. I found you probably can find that in some places or at least 55 to one uh, played here a bunch of bunch of times, has a couple of top tens and is actually coming in in, in pretty decent form. He's got two top sevens in his last three starts. Uh, really classy guy that's been in and around the leaderboard. Uh, seem doesn't get seem to get talked about much. Uh, he might be a little interesting this week. Another guy to look in in matchups. He's probably, you probably find 60 or 70 to one. I can't bet him to win because he just doesn't win enough as Ryan Palmer. He's played here the last three years to the tune of second, 13th, and 21st. Uh, clearly has an affinity for the track. Has a fourth place finish three weeks ago. So he's in good form and, and he has some course form. Again, not a guy I think I would want to bet to win, but definitely a guy I would look at in top 10s, top 20s, uh, and matchups. On the other side, on the fade side, I can't stop laughing at what they made Siwoo Kim this week. I, he's like 35 to 1, 40 to 1 in a field that features as many top players as it does. When last week he was 60 to 1 in a field that was half as strong. And yeah, he went out and won last week, but he's. Golf has an unbelievable. It always like it's like it charges you winners tax. The guy who wins is always ludicrously short. The following week, he's still the same guy. Like he's not any better at golf 
five days later than he was on Sunday. So I find him horrendously mispriced, and he's probably going to be matched up against guys that are far better golfers than he is. Uh, I'm going to be looking to play against Siwoo Kim in matchups. Yeah, and in addition to that, they rarely, rarely ever go back-to-back on the PGA Tour. It amazes me, to your point, uh, why people go back to that well after just the odds are just a fraction of what they were just a week ago. With Jeff Davis, bookmaker at Circus Sports, on the bet, Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker with you. Uh, as far as this weekend, a little bit more on Farmers. And I know you went over all the guys that you like for this weekend, Jeff, but... Um, do you change your handicapping at all at Torrey Pines when they're going to spend one day on the North course and three days on the South course? Uh, do you adjust at all there? So one thing I, I was looking at yesterday is the wind and it looks like it's going to be windier on Friday than it is on Thursday. I want the North course is the course they played just once and it is far easier than the South course. If I can, I want to look to play guys that are playing the easier course on the calmer day because it's going to give them a chance to go out and shoot a six or seven under score when the winning score of this tournament is probably going to be in the low to mid-teens. If you play the easier course on the harder day, maybe the wind makes it a little more difficult. You don't make as many birdies. So I'm going to look at the wind again later tonight or tomorrow morning and maybe make some plays if places have put up matchups that maybe a guy that's playing the North course on the easier day, bet them against guys who are playing the North course on the harder day. Jeff, I'm curious as well. Um, while we have you, I know you guys have a, a lot of prop bets up at Circa for the Super Bowl. I know we started with this, the football we will end with the football um, can you just kind of go over the, the prop bet process that you guys have for the Super Bowl? Yeah, so what we're going to do, we're kind of doing, like some places will release their entire catalog all at once at a certain time. And that's great. And, you know, they can get everybody floods to, you know, these places when they open. We actually are going to do something more like we're going to open a handful or a section of props every day. I believe tomorrow we're going to do Super Bowl MVP. Thursday, I think we're going to do things like player to score first touchdown, player to score last touchdown, the kind of futures style markets. I think Friday, I forget what's on deck on Friday, and I believe Saturday will be the big release of all the you know the the player over under type props and a lot of what you consider the two-way props but as far as making it it's sitting down going through box scores going through snap counts trying to figure out usage figuring out you know what each team is good at and maybe struggles at on defense and you know just trying to come up with your best number and and you know, the, what the best number is, you usually get to that number after a few bets. Sometimes that's what's the challenge as a bookmaker. We're going to hang, you know, how many ever props we, we put up, 200, whatever the number is. There's always going to be a handful that you just don't hang a good number on. It's impossible to make a good number on every single thing you put up. And those are the ones you're going to, you know, get your first bets on. But after you've taken a couple bets, 
the number's in the right spot and you're pretty comfortable come, you know, Saturday or Sunday of, of Super Bowl game that your number is right and you're okay taking bigger bets on these over-under receptions type props because you know you're in the right place. I'm sure there's a little bit of pressure every single year uh, to come up with something we haven't seen before, but it, it feels like we've seen everything uh, before. A- anything that you can tease the audience with that uh, y- you think that you're going to have that it, that you haven't seen elsewhere in Vegas? So when I was at Caesars last year, we offered, will there be an octopus? An octopus is scoring eight points on one drive. So a player would score a touchdown and then convert the ensuing two-point conversion. Uh, I believe we closed this at no minus $20, yes plus $10 last year. And the amount of sub-$50 bets that we took on yes led to a giant liability. And it was quite an enjoyable sweat, actually. Uh, we may hang that now that I've moved on from Caesars, uh, we, there's a chance that one may, may hit our prop packet come this weekend. Jeff, uh, do you have a favorite Super Bowl betting story that you can tell us in uh, a couple minutes here? Yeah. Well, as far as just the games go, the one game that sticks out is the Denver Seattle Super Bowl, and it was almost from seeing all the bets that came in in that one. It, it was almost like you knew what was going to happen before before it happened. Everyone that came to the counter that we respected as a better and was a winning player bet Seattle, and every single person that was not, you know, a recreational type player needed Denver. And we had customers coming in that wanted to bet sharp customers would have taken as, as many million as we would have given them on Seattle plus the two and a half against Denver. And it was from watching the bets come in for two weeks. I think that would be the only game in my life in any sport where you actually might've thought that the game had already been played and it played out exactly as the bets came in, Seattle won by a hundred. The game was over before it started. And it, it just kind of, you know, everybody wins and everybody loses their fair share of bets. But that game, the way that game got bet, it was, it was kind of wild. Jeff Davis, bookmaker at Circus Sports. Jeff, thank you so much for the extra time this morning. I look forward to catching up soon. Sounds good, guys. Take care. Good stuff there from Jeff Davis. I, I'm glad you asked that question, Ross. I love hear, talking to bookmakers over these next couple of weeks, just hearing old school, old school Super Bowl stories, and especially just how it's evolved. Just it now it's about the props. Like because we had it Sunday night, because we have it earlier in the week, uh, we're, we're going to talk about the spread and, and the total. But all these books will tell you they get more action on the props than the actual Super Bowl line or total, and it's the only game of the year that's the case. And they must crush it on the props. Yes. I mean, they yeah. must absolutely, because you get all these, the public, all these people, you know, it's legal in Michigan, it's legal in Virginia. And I, I just can totally picture them, these people going ahead and firing in a bet on first touchdown. And la- like, those are like needle on a haystack bets. I mean, the odds that they actually come through, 
are not really good. And I think that is why the, the that's why the, they have those big buildings. That's why they make so much money. Cause a lot of people are placing those bets, Joe, really just to have fun. Yeah. And uh, they know the smart betters. And as soon as they come in heavy on one side, like, okay, it's time for us to move that. 